Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 33. I'm still deciding on a a title for this one, but it's really all one and the same. And initially it was one decision makes a thousand. One decision makes a thousand. And it was around this idea of routine, basically being clarity, direction, and predictable of where you're going. But how do we get there? Well, uh, a really great book and set of books that I have been reading talk a lot about this. And uh, essentially the books were The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And in talking about repeated daily actions plus time, and that's really improving 1% per day. Essentialism, the disciplined pursuit of less. And that's really where I got the the concept of uh, one decision makes a thousand. That's where it came from. And I want to talk about that because later on, I ended up learning a lot more about routine. And we're all actually doing routines, whether we are cognizant of that or not. It's happening whether habitually, subconsciously, consciously, uh, from our experiences that taught us, you know, in our environments, whatever it might be, we are living in some sort of set of routines, whether they are intentional or not, that is each individual's um, acknowledgement, if you will. When we have intentional routine, we have to start asking ourselves very important questions. Why am I doing what I am doing? What do I need to be doing? What aligns with me? What is most important to me? What am I doing that is not important? Where am I giving energy that I shouldn't? What needs more of my time and energy and investment? Routine brings clarity and direction, and it is also predictable of where you're going. And I've talked about this on other podcasts about, you know, I remember growing up and people saying, oh, you know, don't be so predictable. That's so boring. No, predictable is actually so knowing it's not boring. And I wish I had figured that out much earlier on because predictable. And again, I mentioned this in another podcast. Yes. If you're, if you're predictably doing the lazy things and you're not doing anything necessarily, I would say with your life, (laughs) you know, per se, that's subjective to each individual. um, Yeah. I can see how that might not be a good thing but predictable in terms of doing the things that you need the most, that your soul needs the most, that your path needs the most, that's not boring. That's directional, right? That's knowing. You tend to know that if I do this so many times, this is probably what's going to happen at some point. And that is essentially the compound effect, right? And Darren Hardy, I believe it was Darren Hardy, if I got that correctly, I probably should have made him know that, but wrote the compound effect. The compound effect is the strategy of reaping huge rewards from small, seemingly insignificant actions. Really think about that. Strategy of reaping huge rewards from small, seemingly insignificant actions. If I get up every single day and do 20 minutes of prayer or gratitude, let's just say gratitude, five minutes, let's just say five minutes of gratitude every day, for a week, that's 35 minutes. That's 140 minutes a month, right? 
that compounds on top of each other because when you start each day, you're not starting from scratch, you're starting on top of where you left off. That is the compound effect. What do you think is going to happen when you are giving energy and attention consistently to something good, right? And so this compound effect, when coupled with The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, and again, these are some books, I'll probably, maybe I'll put um, the links in the show notes so you guys can find them. Repeated daily actions plus time, like improving 1% per day. And in, you know, in The Slight Edge also talks about systems. All these books at some point talk about systems. And again, I feel like systems, when we hear it, we go, oh yeah, it's you know, boring, oh, it's techie, oh, that's, you know, it's too much, I, I don't understand, I don't understand. A system is how you are functioning, whether your body at night while you are asleep is a system that is actually working while you are asleep. We have systems in the brain, we have systems in our work, we have systems in our workouts, we have systems in our nutrition, in our cooking, we have systems everywhere. They are everywhere. Now, if you put intention towards those systems, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to expand the compound effect faster, but it'll also force you into acknowledgement of where energy and intention go. And then, of course, this brings it to the point of the essentialism, the discipline pursuit of less. This book is epic. The disciplined pursuit of less, not less for having less, less in terms of basically, the, and, I, and I took a couple of notes from a summary and I'm going to talk about it in a second, but it was the idea of that most things, like 90% of them are unimportant. 90%. There's 10% that is the most important, the things that matter most to you. And why is that important? Because we are busy for no reason most of the time. We are busy on things that we should not necessarily be busy on. I understand how we can get there. That happens. And then you've got you know everything from your emotions to uh, being a, a giver towards you know, your family, towards work, towards you know the world is happening. The modern world is happening so fast. And we have so many inputs and so many things that are happening that there is so much going on at any one point that now the beauty is we've never been able to have more mastery than ever before because we've never had more variables than ever before that say, hey, listen, you need to start making some decisions on what is actually most important and then start practicing 1% per day, every day through routine to eliminate what doesn't work for you and double down more on what does and master it. None of us are immune to this. So in essentialism, and, and it starts off with chapter one, I only wrote a small little summary of this, and then I'm going to get to the part about one decision makes a thousand. Okay, so in essentialism, um, the wisdom of life consists in the elimination of non-essentialism. That came from Lin Yutang, but he, it was a quote inside of uh, Greg McKeown's book. When a request comes in, ask yourself, is this the very most important thing I should be doing with my time and resources right now? That's your first exercise. When a request comes in, and a request can be any input. Hey, do you want to go to this happy hour? Hey, do you want to take on this client? Hey, do you want to go to this event? Hey, do you want, you know, anything, anything and everything? Is this the very most important thing I should be doing with my time and resources right now? The basic value proposition of essentialism, only once you give 
uh, only once you give yourself permission to stop trying to do it all, to stop saying yes to everyone, can you make your highest contribution towards the things that really matter. And that is essentially what the book is about. And of course, there's a lot of other mechanisms in there. What is the power of, you know, uh, of discernment? Um, a graceful no. Uh, how do we eliminate the waste? Right? And this is the way of the essentialist. The way of the essentialist is the relentless pursuit of less but better. And I've actually had this conversation with several people and the idea of that, you realize that when you are focused on less things or less um, uh, amount of projects or the less of, of only the things that matter, your life will actually expand far beyond when you're doing everything. Because what's happening is when you're spreading your energy across everything, especially the non-essentials, you're kind of in a loop that ha feels limiting or like has a glass ceiling and I say glass ceiling because you can kind of see that there's more but you're not really sure how to get there but you're kind of constantly stuck in there and by the way we all go through this I am constantly in a period and I have been con consistently in a period of eliminating the non-essentials and it takes time I am kidding you not it can take time because you start to realize get this book and you are going to start to rethink what you were doing with your time and on top of that you're going to probably have not guilt, but you're, it, there's this, it's a practice of actually getting rid of the non-essentials in your life. And it takes time that you realize, wow, I mean, the next phone call that comes in, you're going to immediately be like, no, I can't do it because ignorance is bliss. And now that you know, once you read this book, you're going to know, you're going to know. There are far more activities and opportunities in the world than we have time and resources to invest in. And although many of them may be good or even very good, the fact is that most are trivial and few are vital. That's also an essentialism. Most are trivial and few are vital. The way of the essentialist means living by design, not by default. Instead of being in a loop, you are creating and with creator, with God, with your soul, with understanding who you are and your gifts and talents of what you're here to do, it's called responsibility. And I know a lot of people are worried about letting others down. You are not letting others down by picking yourself up. It's also in your delivery. You can easily tell the people, I cannot at this moment in this season, I'm working on some things for myself. I hope you can understand that. You can actually deliver it with compassion and honesty. It doesn't have to be no. And now you, you know, can, now I feel bad and, or you're making me feel bad. It can actually just be delivered like with, I hope you can respect that. I hope you can, most people, by the way, when you tell them the truth are actually highly respectful of you for the most part. Why routine is our answer for clarity and direction in routine. We gain, gain clarity. We see what works and what doesn't actions bring signals or answers to what to do next. And if I repeat something over and over again for a given period of time, I know the outcome. This goes back to that one on that episode or that one episode of this podcast where I said where the guy was like, how do you know where you're going? I'm like, because I'm preparing for it. Yeah, but how do you know? Because I'm preparing for it. I know the outcomes. So the the you know, when I back to circle this all back and when I first started on this and I was saying, OK, routine is clarity, direction and predictable where you're going. One decision can make a thousand. And let me give you an idea. And he talks about this in essentialism, one decision to make a thousand, start looking at things as in order to streamline the uh, effect of a lot of different things can, is there an area where you can make a decision on one thing that will actually affect a, a lot of others? Let me give you a very small micro version of this. Cause I was, I was having this conversation with a good friend of mine. So for example, 
I knew in training with my body, with nutrition in my body and uh, working out, I knew that which I knew what were my obstacles and getting in my way, such as I don't know the pairing of all the right exercises for the body type that I, I know I want. I didn't know how muscle dynamics work and in relation to food. I didn't know how much you should work out, what times of day you should work out, all of these different things. Right? There's all these, these things that I didn't know. Now, yes, of course I can go Google it, but I'm also not trying to make it my job. And so these were obstacles. Okay, so how can I make a decision that A, removes the obstacle and affects the obstacles and affects everything else, um, you know, affects maybe a thousand other decisions. Okay, so I went and I got trainer. What does that do? The trainer then studies my body, knows what I need, delivers uh, the exercise, delivers the nutrition, delivers all of the essentials for me. So I reduce the obstacles. I gain clarity and direction and predictability of where I'm going. But more importantly, think about the thousands of other things that it affects. So with health first, how is that affecting my decision-making? It's also establishing um, lifestyle habits over a course of time. I'm now three years in. You know, I went to the gym the other day with some friends, and um, while we were doing specific exercises, I immediately knew which ones I could draw from my toolbox from simply from habit over the last three years. I would not have previously been able to do that. The habits got worked in. I went to somebody else who had me be consistent for uh, three years. And even within the first year, I became more consistent. But the fact of the matter is, is now it's a habit and I know what to draw from. It affected one decision affected yet another decision later on. And you could do this with work. You could do this with friends. You could do this with like who you spend time with. You could do this with, um, especially with your work. Can I do this one thing here? Can I create this system that will help manage all of this, these other outcomes? What are the outcomes that you want? And then can I put this thing in place that will then manage those outcomes. You're now, it's it's now by design, not by default. Like, I don't understand why that didn't happen. No, now you actually do. You're like, oh, I see. Um, this works, but only to this capacity. Oh, I, I might need to optimize this over here so it can affect all these other things because, well, quite frankly, these are the other things that I want to happen. So I knew health as a lifestyle, I wanted to affect a lot of other things. How I um, managed my day, uh, what it did for my uh, brain and creativity, what it did for my nervous system, what it did for my back, what it did for my core, what it did for my sleep, what it did for my work, what it did for my podcasting, what it did for my uh, connecting, what it did for my networking, what it did for my finances, what it did for my you know interpersonal relationship with myself and with others. It affected a thousand other decisions. One decision to affect thousands of others. That's what I want you to think about. So routine is clarity, direction and predictable of where you're going. Yet also think about how does one decision affect a thousand others? And really both titles are kind of like intertwined with each other. How to make one decision that affects a thousand others. I want you to think about that. I will put in the show notes the books, um, Slide Edge by Jeff Olson, uh, The Compound Effect, Darren Hardy, and Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McKeown. Uh, I want you guys to check those out. The essentialism is going to change your life. It just is. It just is. In my opinion. Um, it's really going to have you ask yourself, 
What are you doing with your time? And not only that, it gives incredible prompts on how to remove obstacles or how to view a different perspective presently so you can make the, the changes and the, the pivots and the adjustments that you need in real time and with a little bit more ease than that unknowing, you know, and, and it, I think it also makes it feel more attainable and tangible versus like, I have to have it all figured out today. You will not have it figured out all today. If you do, God bless you, please tell me how you did it. But it, it feels right. It feels tangible in a practice and like, okay, I can just start here and there's not as much uh, overwhelm. So I want you guys to check those books out. I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you for always tuning in. Until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.